0: Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard, and Carrie and I are so excited to have you today. We are going to talk about summer. It's only two months away. <laughs> it is only two months away, or a year and two months away, depending on your viewpoint. And so, <laughs> most <laughs> because years. I'm sure some of us. Or a lot of us who are listening probably already did your summer plan for 2020. And now you're thinking, okay, well, I did 2020. Do you know where 2020 is? Can you dust it off? What are some things that maybe you need to think about? So, Carrie, if you were going to start thinking about planning your summer program, what might be the first two things you think about? Well, I think the first question... Is
1: are you going to start with your staffing or are you going to start with what the content of your summer program is going to be? Um, because you can go either way, you can go either way. So, okay, in this, we're specifically talking about the summer camp style of summer programming for your school agers and your preschoolers. Uh, curriculum doesn't really change much for infants and toddlers, (laughs) it pretty much is. We're going to do what we need to do to help them learn regardless of what the theme is, right, of the week or the month. Um, Okay. But in pre-K and in school age, we tend to have to market it differently in the summer so that parents want to bring their children to us. People don't take their infants out of program for the summer. That's just not a thing.
0: <laughs> right, and we have to remember, though, you know, a this is kind of a different year, and b um, we're going to talk about marketing in the next episode. Right. So, so, okay. So my interpretation, if I if I understand you right, when we start talking about programming versus staffing, when I think about that, one of the things that I do is I kind of ask my staff, and I think of this as an opportunity to give all. All of my staff, uh, an opportunity to do something maybe a little different during the summer, even if it's just for one week. So one of the things I always like to do um, is kind of a survey of my staff as far as um, what are some things that maybe maybe especially this year, what are some new hobbies that maybe they've learned or they've reconnected with that maybe they want to share? Or some examples. I, I mean, it could also be
1: content that they have binged. Over the past year, um, you know, there are people who have rewatched every Marvel everything in chronological order or in order of release. There are people who have watched every Miyazaki movie. Um, there are people who have reread all the Harry Potter books, or you know, there people have been binging, <laughs> and so that could inform your programming. If you have somebody who Reread all the Harry Potter books and then they want to maybe do they think it would be fun to do a week of um Harry Potter themed curriculum now that I pick and there's some issues with it but that's the one that came to mind
0: right so why would that so what are some advantages of that I mean why would I care what my toddler teachers or even my infant teachers binged over the last year
1: because that can give you some excitement in the classroom. If a teacher's working in a classroom they haven't worked in in a long time, um, they may have some pep in their step, I guess, <laughs> if they move into that classroom. Or if they stay in their infant classroom, but they're creating activities for those schoolers, it just gets, gets some new blood, gets things uh I like to mix things up. i like I like to have some new energy. Again, I know that's not everybody's personality, but it it's free curriculum that is actually interesting to children. I think exactly.
0: And I think what i what what I connect with when I start to think about, um, Uh, pulling in hobbies or any of that kind of stuff um, from a staffing standpoint is then you don't have to go find new staff. So (laughs) um, again, uh, we are in kind of a, a time of flux. And so the other component when thinking about do you look at staff first or do you look at the program first is also kind of getting an idea if you can what are other people around your community doing and then um kind of the no-brainer one which is asking your parents right yeah
1: but uh, nobody knew they wanted an iphone so sometimes you have to provide something that is going to be really cool but nobody knows they want it because nobody's ever done it before nobody knew they wanted a week of spy camp for schoolers before we did the week of spy camp for schoolers. And I don't know about your kids, but my kids still talk about it, and they're in their mid-twenties. <laughs> so sometimes... Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs>
0: it was. It was a lot of fun. And, and we were very lucky that, you know, McDonald's had spy kid-themed Happy Meal toys the week before.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... Nobody's going to know that they would like their schoolers to do a week of drum camp. But if you have a, somebody like Tommy on your staff who has multiple drum kits, as well as multiple different kinds of drums, bringing that into your preschool or school or classroom. And for a week, he teaches people how to how to drum. I don't know how to drum. I still don't know how to drum. I employed that man for like five years. (laughs) I still don't know how to drum at all. But so, yes, you can ask the parents. And if there are parents who are like, oh, my kids are so into dinosaurs and I can't find anything related to dinosaurs. It's very interesting um, that they can actually do. It's all books. Then, yeah, rock um, a week of dinosaur themes or two weeks of dinosaur themes and build an archaeological dig or no paleological dig is that the right word paleontology dig
0: in your playground
1: so that they can be digging up bones for two weeks
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what I mean by sometimes it's worth asking the parents because again, the kids might have been binging something and maybe the kids want to take it a step further. So um, Carrie and I were, uh, we did a lot of project-based learning with our kids growing up. And so we were, we personally are very accustomed to following our kids' leads and developing their passions and finding opportunities for them. And if we ask our parents, it's, possible that they may also have that need or desire to help their child do that not every parent thinks that way Um, they just kind of leave it up to whatever so
1: if you start with do I have staff that I already have who um, have passions or have binged something or have outside hobbies that could make a week or two of summer programming That can be a place to start. But it could also be
0: just a day. Right. It could be a day. It could be a day.
1: It could be you have somebody who plays the violin as a hobby or as their side hustle, and they bring the violin for a day. And then you can build the week around what makes it reasonable and rational to, on Thursday, have a violin. (laughs)
0: Well, so so yeah, I mean you could do things like, you know, music petting zoos. You could find out if you have staff who if you have a staff person who's really into photography. Um that may not be a whole week, but that could definitely be a single day and it could be a single day incorporated into a week about bugs. It could be a, um a week about um loving who you are or some sort of, you know, empowerment week uh if you've got especially that older school-aged kid. Um that may have just really had a tough year. Um, your parents need this. Your kids in the community need this. I mean, one of the things that I really want you to think about is if you had spent an entire year that was very different than what you were accustomed to, what are some things you really, really want to do, right? And and what are some things that your community, your neighborhood, your program do well, maybe do better than others? Yeah. Um, don't make it feel schoolish. I think this is definitely a year where, yeah, we're going to definitely have some what they call summer bridge activities where you want to make sure that maybe some kids that might have um, academically suffered over the last year, but let's try to help them inspire to find their love of learning. And maybe that's your theme. So when we talk about themes, uh, a lot of times historically, we, we, we do very broad, right? Like Hawaiian theme or tropical theme for a week or... Um, uh, superheroes for the week, right? We could do things very, very broad, um, depending, again, how you think related to programming.
1: Yep. But I want to circle back because we've done what we do, which is go off on a couple of tangents. And (laughs) I want to go back to if you're planning your summer, do you start with who do you hire or do you start with what kinds of programs you're going to be offering? And we're suggesting you can start at either place, but you can't start at both of them. You can only ride one horse at a time.
0: Well, that is true. So if we were going to start with the programming content, um, in, in my opinion, I think some places to start with that in addition to surveying parents and um, is definitely going to be looking at what's already happening. Like who's already got their camp schedules out? Uh, what are they doing? Um, is there anything that somebody else is doing that's really, really close to you um, that you expect to get full and somebody may want to back up? Okay, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, just because one program always does um, some sort of witches, witches and wizards, Harry Potter-themed kind of camp, if you know that camp always sells out, um, take advantage of their marketing. <laughs> And do a week similar a week later or two weeks later or even the same week and catch their overflow. Um, Those are always great options. Um, What are some? If you would say that there are some standard, these make always make great weeks. What are some things that you automatically go? Okay, well, if I've got to come up with beach, ten to twelve weeks of fun,
1: beach, beach,
0: beach week. (laughs) Yep. Well, and Beach Week can be all kinds of fun from everything from lots of swimwear, water games, Hawaiian. I mean, you can go down rabbit holes like Stitch. You can go, you can include Elvis. You can include old beach movies. I mean, you could definitely have all kinds of fun, you know, beach balls.
1: I mean, I also really, I thought you were crazy the first time you suggested we do um, themes around movies that were coming out that summer, but I having experienced it it was brilliant um, and there's several kids focused movies coming out this summer there's minions there's Luca <clears throat> there's a new Spider-Man movie and of course everyone's favorite weird series Hotel Transylvania 4.
0: Well, the other thing that's really cool and I know a lot of preschools um, and I I honestly do not know if movie theaters are bringing this back this year, but it's always such great success. I can't imagine that they won't. But, you know, a lot of movie theaters have had the like the Tuesday morning freebies and that calendar. I know that calendar's not out yet, but look for it. That may also be something to think about as far as if you know that you want to at least twice over the summer, go grab a movie. You can do that. But right now, the way to think that through really seriously is the rent a movie theater for $99. Oh, man. I have to tell
1: you, that is the coolest thing. And yes, I know in your area, it might not be 99 It might be 150 I don't care. If you're taking 30 kids in, 150 is really cheap. That's $3 a kid, right? Did I do that math right? <laughs> Even at the most expensive it's going to be. And why not do that every time from now on? I think that the movie theaters instituted that because it was a way to get people who were in pods to come watch movies during quarantine. But man, I don't, I don't see a reason to not do that every time I want to go see a movie with friends for the rest of my life. (laughs) Because then we can be as crazy as we want to be.
0: I think movie theaters have really, really missed an opportunity to not do private date nights for 150 and include dinner and it could be a husband and wife. I mean, seriously. But anyway, that's a whole, that's a marketing conversation and that's not even next week. That's a whole different industry. Right. But (laughs) I
1: think if you're looking at those movies that are coming up and you don't have to do all four of them, you know, you may be somebody who loves Minions or, you know, whoever is going to be in your... You know, maybe your schoolers are minion obsessed, then just plan on doing a week around minions, or maybe your group of schoolers is much more Hotel Transylvania, and we all feel like we're weirdos and we don't fit. Um, It doesn't matter, but doing a week or two on a movie theme, again, I was a skeptic. If you guys are listening to this and you're skeptical, I'm telling you, it rocks the kids socks.
0: So let me, let me, so let me touch base on, let me just explain a little bit about how we did that and how that works. So, um basically you know we advertise it based on the release date and the kids go to the release opening day and for a lot of kids going to the movies opening day at 10 a.m it that in itself is not something they're used to being able to do so that's kind of a a really cool special um, opportunity and depending on the program they could be making costumes to go to that movie for the week if there is a book or other adaptations um again depending on the kids book so one of the the ones that i remember was is it 80 days 90 days around the world 80 days that book is. <laughs> 80 days and that came out as a movie one year with jackie chan yeah and so a while ago read different <laughs> uh, yeah okay I, i'm dating myself but um it was one of the it was one of the first years when we did it and what was really cool about it is that the kids had an opportunity to read um different adaptations of that book maybe even watch we watched an older version of that movie um And then, so we had, you know, we were able to do maps. It was very, it was a very educational week, but it was a lot of fun. Like we were able to make it fun. Um, We learned about hot air balloons. We learned about geography. We picked a couple of the um, countries and learned about them. So, and um, the question I have actually
1: that just popped into my brain. So I apologize is with the new minimum standards um, requiring that we limit screen time to, one
0: hour i wonder if that includes a field trip to a movie well i would say that probably with that is i would really talk about it from an educational standpoint
1: (laughs) right i mean every every screen time activity now has to have an educational goal or you can't do it um so i'm just i don't have any problem coming up with the educational goal What I'm having a hard time with is, is this going to be an issue with the new limitation on the amount of screen time? So I think that's going to be that that would be a bummer if it would mean that preschool because schoolers can do it as long as it's educational um, for more than two hours. And you just make homework assignments (laughs) so that
0: you can get through that. But
1: I'm just worried about the preschoolers and being able to take them to you know.
0: Well, so that's where the interpretation of screen time, I don't, I haven't, I, I'll be honest, I haven't read that. But to me, generally screen time is classified as computers, tablets, television in a room. Um, to me, this is a field trip. Right. I, I wouldn't even consider this screen time.
1: I know. So... I'm, just, I, I'm just bringing up a potential thing for people to think through and maybe to talk to their licensing rep. Because I don't want yeah, to get people I mean, in trouble because they're doing what we
0: tell them to do. <laughs> that is a good point. I mean, I, I, yes. But, and, and again, that's where the different philosophies and the different thought process. Because to me, going to the movies in this scenario is a field trip. Um, it is not necessarily um, a screen time situation. Yeah, I can't see okay, them so,
1: outlawing all movies forever for schoolers. So I just can't. But
0: No, 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 no. Um, However, so especially because I mean, let's be let's be honest. I mean, in the in in July in Texas, you have got to have some indoor activities to do um, between one and three, one and four. Are you saying it's (laughs) going to be so much? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, July and August. Y- y'all aren't gonna be wanting to spend that time outside every single day, right? So you're going to have to strategically plan. And again, that is something to consider when you're doing your programming versus staffing. Okay, so really quick, let me just see if I can summarize kind of what we've talked about. So you can do your programs first. Uh go with themes, go with topics that you think would really jive with your compute with your community. Um, always check with kids and or parents. I mean, kids are great. They're going to be real honest with you if they think that's a horrible idea. Um, the other option is to start with your staff, find out if anybody's binged a new hobby, um, created a new hobby, learned about something, read all of a new book of something. And so um, those are two places to start. If you're not really sure or you're stuck this is something that Carrie and I love, love, love to do. So pick up the phone, send us an email. Um, if you need a lot of help, um, this is a great opportunity to use some coaching with All Texas Director. Um, we really do uh, thrive <laughs> and get excited about creating fun themed weeks that are more than just uh, a dress up day or a different food or a different snack, but it's the same old week. So right. let us help you. Um put some some splash or some pizzazz or something yeah
1: and and if you're starting with staffing and you don't have enough staff and you're having to hire somebody you need to be interviewing today for that summer position but you need
0: your- but you need your program because you need to know what kind of person, like, you know, and how many hours, right? Like, I mean, what's really cool about summer is that you might be able to get away with a high school or, or not a high school, sorry, college student for a couple of hours who's really into a subject and maybe you find two and, and you get some that are really into some really cool subjects and you have them, you know, like at 10 o'clock and then you have them again at like three o'clock when other staff's energies are down. Um, because, you know, if your other staff are looking for, full-time hours and you can pull them in an hour here or there and rotate a, a floater. I mean it does force you as a director to get a little more creative with your staffing. And again, if you struggle with this, give us a call. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, sometimes you you get you hire somebody
1: and they have a, a particular skill set for the summer program. Bring them in. I mean, um I can't remember his name now. There was that guy that we went to all kinds of programs that he did, Nicholas um, because he had that skill set of having been an outdoorsman kind of Boy Scout. Oh yeah, that <laughs> Oh yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, and we did everything that anybody offered, you know they were like we were like, wait, you want us to pay to have Nicholas? Sure. what do we need to pay you? Like <laughs> there wasn't even a question. Because he just had that really interesting skill set that made our children
0: um, very excited. So and he was great with kids, and who doesn't love a turtle? I mean, really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so I mean, yes, and sometimes your programming literally comes out of your hiring because you come across a Nicholas. <clears throat> so, I just want to leave that as an opportunity for people. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And again, when you're going with themes again, look at your field trips. So some people always have water days, always have field trips. Um, those kinds of like, there are some things that always fall into their day. There's no reason that those things can't have themes. I mean, who doesn't like a good Nerf war? Um, But, you know, you can pull in an educational piece earlier in the week about the physics of Nerf guns or, um, I don't know, the physics of superpower superheroes, the physics of sports. I mean, all of these things can easily be pulled into an educational spin. So again, if you aren't sure where that goes, um, let us know. But almost every field trip you're going to do at the end of the week, you should try to introduce at the beginning of the week. And right now, I mean, so many of these facilities over the last year have created some awesome virtual tours and so this might be an opportunity where early in the week between one and three when it's hot as all get out outside you do a virtual introduction to where you're going or you if you're going to do a national park or a state park you bring one of the rangers online to do an interactive um, conversation with the kids a question answer so that when you go out to your field trip location you can do it more self-guided again if it's you know weather dependent hot stormy you know (laughs) it's texas in the summer
1: (laughs) Yeah, there can be some issues. (laughs) There can be some issues. Let's just have a tornado. How
0: about that? Let's just just have Um, one for fun. In there done that (laughs) so all right well you guys I hope that we were able to inspire some ideas got your juices flowing um when we go to do the next episode which is going to be on marketing and enrolling your summer program I'm going to tell you right now go get the piece of paper and the pencil and get ready to write down things hopefully you guys are downloading these podcasts and re-listening them sharing them with your friends because sometimes if you haven't noticed we give you a lot of of information and things to go do. And if you aren't writing it down, you could be in trouble.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we have been doing this for a long time and we are so passionate about it that we can go on tangents and I'm sorry, but if you actually listen to the tangents, there's good info in there Um, because we've been in this industry together almost 60 years years I think I think that's the math um and you know if it was one of us 60 years we would never tell you but
0: (laughs) together (laughs) you know a combined Mm -hmm. 60 years yes and the other thing to know is that together we ran summer camps for over 12 years and um you know and and we've been doing it total probably over 30 um just doing after school and have a good time with it
1: Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful
0: Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie
1: Casey and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.